Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Attain Anything podcast. I'm Wade Swigel. And I'm Chris Marhefka. During this podcast, we'll bring you conversations with high-achieving, world-class individuals at the top of their game. This will help you elevate your influence. We're going to learn their stories, and they're going to share their tips and secrets that have allowed them to become extremely successful. So you can live life to your maximum potential and ultimately attain anything. All right, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Attain Anything podcast. I'm Chris Marhefka. And I'm Wade Swickle. And we're here with a really exciting guest today. Uh, Aaron is a, an accomplished dancer, actress, entrepreneur, CEO of her own uh, personal and fitness brand. She's an accomplished fitness and life coach, really just a brand builder, and I'm very de- proud to say that she is also a accomplished TV host alongside myself on the new show Altered, which hopefully you guys have been watching. So my first question for Aaron is, is there anything that Aaron doesn't do or can't do? <laughs> uh, yeah, I should probably talk to my husband about that because he probably has a long list of things that I don't do, like the dishes. Uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely um, a multi-passionate person, artist, entrepreneur, for sure. Um, and I definitely do better with juggling more things at once, for sure. Well, well, awesome. That's something that you and I both have in common. And I knew as we were walking on, working on the show together that you were absolutely someone I wanted to have on because of all that you're doing, all that you have done. So... Uh, Give us the brief story. How did you get to where you are today? Well, as as you mentioned, I started off as a dancer. That's what I, you know, grew up doing. That was my very first passion and first love. And I studied dance in college and went on to dance professionally um, in Chicago and then in New York City. And, you know, as a dancer, I think one thing that I was really passionate about was sort of finding fuller expression and storytelling other than just through movement. So I started Um, I started studying acting as well and then started auditioning for film and television and theater in New York City. Um, And and I was writing. I had a writing partner. Um, I was working on some music. So, again, I was kind of just finding all these different ways to use my creativity um, and really felt very much like an artist first and foremost before anything. Um, But as, as, as some people maybe who are listening who are also artists know that, you know, as an artist, you're also piecemealing your life together, right? While you're kind of making your way. And so it's, it's constantly having, you know, lots of different jobs. I probably did every job under the sun that you can imagine, some of which I hated, you know, some of which were were okay. And, um, and one of the jobs that kind of found me or I, I found along the way was teaching fitness. I was, um, I was taking classes with this really wonderful teacher who was kind of combining uh, principles of uh, spirituality and self-growth along with fitness. And um, I studied with her for a long time, and she was like, you should train to teach this class. So so that's really how I got into teaching fitness. And um, for me, fitness was really a beautiful blend of, you know, what I loved about movement and what I loved about performance, right? Because as a teacher, you're standing up and performing each time, and and what I loved about self-development and self-growth. 
Um, and so from there I started, um, I used to, I, I put together these little workshops for, cause at the time I was really, my community of people at that time were really other performers. They were other artists who were also struggling, trying to figure it out, trying to figure out how to set goals and achieve those goals and, and how to not, you know, start something and then stop it. And, um, and so I knew that my community of people really needed some help and support. Um, and so I put together these workshops where I would combine a workout with some creative coaching. Cause at the time I was working with a coach, like I started working with a coach at a pretty young age to help myself get, uh, organized. And, um, and these, you know, these workshops I put together before, like this is the day and age before everyone had a, a website or a Facebook page. Uh, it was just an email that I sent out to a list of people that I knew. And, you know, I had 30 people sign up for the workshop and, um, and all of a sudden, you know, I had this like little business um, and it really wasn't my intention. And I, I really knew very little about running a business. You know, I think I, as a lot of people who kind of start a business, you, you started on passion and enthusiasm and you're just really excited about, you know, what you're, what you want to teach. Cause you're learning it yourself at the same time. Um, and that really can take you very far. It can take you so far in a business <laughs> before you're like, Oh, I, I probably need to get, get gain some, uh, some skills here, some actual business skills. But that was really how how it kind of got started, and that's how I started my business. I like to say I started on accident. Yeah, I think that's such a, a common story, at least to get started, right? So, what what brought you to the the next step? So, you talked about learning skills. Like, how do you make that shift from just a passion kind of hobby, accidental entrepreneur to now you're you're running a, a full fledged business? Yeah, I mean, it definitely wasn't easy. Um, I think it, it was first sort of acknowledging that I had this thing that was making money and I had some little systems in place, but I didn't know how to grow it bigger. I think that was sort of the question, the, the, the thing that was sort of weighing on me was like, okay, I can either kind of just keep this going as, as it's going, but like once you get a little taste of you know success and you see the impact that you can have, you're like, well, how do, if I want to do more, how do I make this bigger? And, um, I think that was really the question that sort of propelled me to the next step. Um, and I started kind of seeking out more business coaching and I came across a woman named Marie Forleo, who, um, I know a lot of people now are familiar with. And this was, you know, back, this is when Marie was really just getting started herself. And I did a year long uh, course with her, an online course with her that was, you know, it was other women who were kind of in my, my uh, situation who had little baby businesses. And, and uh, it was just like learning some basic skills, you know, some how to create some systems, learning about blogging, learning about how to create, um, you know, online stuff. And so I did this program with her that was very, it was all online for a year. And then the next year she offered a mastermind, you know, one of those high level masterminds. And it was 25 other women who had, you know, businesses that were probably somewhere a little bit bigger than mine, somewhere a little bit smaller. Um, and that's where I really learned how to start to create online courses and programs was through that, that mastermind and getting to see her, um, her work and learn and learn from her. And so, you know, from there, then it was just like a series of finding new teachers really, and finding new coaches along the way and, and starting to figure out what systems need to get put in place each and every step. That's, that's awesome. And I'm glad you said that because uh, Wade and I uh, really credit, I think, both coaches and mentors and then also mastermind groups. That's actually how Wade and I started working together professionally was that we were in a mastermind together first. 
And I think that's such a valuable insight to so many young entrepreneurs that are still in that passion stage, right? And they haven't quite adopted the skills. And I think that's such a valuable first step for you. And it, in a way, it really catapulted you, right? Because um, you made yeah. your, you made yourself more uh, efficient. You you learned how to implement things that actually worked, right? Instead of just spinning yeah, your wheels. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what was really powerful about it at that time was like, like I said, I didn't really. I didn't know really what I was doing and I didn't have a lot of role models either. You know, I didn't know a lot of other people who were doing it. So it created this instant community of other women in particular who were doing similar things, whether it was coaching, you know, some of it was life coaching, some of it was finance coaching, some of it was, you know, health and all, all sort of in the health and wellness, I would say. And, you know, you got to, when we got together as a mastermind, you got to learn from 25 other people of what they, they were doing in their business, what was working, what wasn't working. And those, I mean, while obviously learning from, you know, the coach or the person who's leading the mastermind is always incredible, but actually learning from your peers is really, I think, what's remarkable. And, um, and not only did I get to learn from them, but these are women who I'm, who are now running, you know, some, some running seven figure businesses and, uh, who I still turn to to this day to say, Hey, what do you think about this? You know, these are relationships that, uh, that I still have today. So it's, it's quite valuable, like you said, to do in the beginning of your, of your career for sure. Yeah. Now, Aaron, um, we, we've talked in the past uh, Chris and I before about, uh, people who are addicted to information, especially young entrepreneurs, people who are just starting out that they want to chase every shiny object that comes along. And now, especially with the internet, you know, the more business coaches and masterminds that you start chasing, the more that start popping up on your news feeds and everything like that. Like, how do you, what advice do you have for somebody who's needing something like that? Um, uh, but, but uh, doesn't know where to start or doesn't know where the best fit for them is? Yeah, that's such a great question because I felt like, I don't know if I just was, did it, was not in the know, but I do feel like, you know, when I did this mastermind, it was like 2011 and I felt like there weren't nearly as many programs and choices and masterminds out there at the time. Um, and, and it was really interesting. I think a lot of us who went through that mastermind after towards the end of it, we started seeing more and more pop up and we all were like, I just need to implement what I've learned this year before I go and invest in another, in another program or mastermind. And so I think you have to balance, um, I think you have to get really clear first and foremost on your goals and to say like, what do I really want to achieve in these, you know, next, whether it's, you know, sometimes it's very difficult when you're starting out, quite frankly, I think to start to even set a year long goal. That's like too far out because your business is literally changing like every three months. So even if you, you know, are setting a three month goal, you know, a 90 day goal or a 60 day goal, I think it's really important to get really clear on what you want to accomplish in those 90 days why you want to accomplish that what like really get very clear on the why behind it and then start to look at what will support me in, in achieving this so actually in fact one of the goals of this podcast is really about how to set goals and really how mm. to how to achieve them how to attain anything do you have a, a particular process or, or timeline like how do you do this personally? You kind of alluded to your steps along the way with finding the why first and then going from there. Do you have a particular process? 
Yeah, well, you know, I, it's funny you ask because I, I had, you know, my process has changed over time. Obviously, as you change mm -hmm. and you sort of, you're the, you can, you can condense the process, I think, as you go along because you get better at setting goals and, and you sort of know what works and what doesn't work. But um, actually, you know, one of the first courses that I ever created that I was telling you about before, it, it's called Magical Manifestors. And it's, it's a course, actually, that helps people set goals. And it's, it's for really for the right-brained, creative, someone who has a lot of ideas and, like, hasn't really set goals. But um, so because I wanted to learn it for myself, so I went ahead and, like, learned, learned a really great process and then, you know, figured out how to kind of teach it um, going forward and, and sort of obviously bring in my own, my own stuff. Um, I think, you know, it really depends on... I'm trying to think like what my process was versus what it is now. Um, you know, even this year when I was thinking about my goals for 2017, like I was struggling a little bit to come up with, um, with what I wanted because at, on a personal level, you know, I, I don't know if you can relate, to, you might not relate to this, Chris, but maybe you will. I felt like I've gotten to a really awesome place in my, my career and my, my life personally where I was like, what more do I really need? You know, like <laughs> I can, I can keep growing, which I'll, I'll continue to do, but I wasn't feeling like super inspired by it. And mm. so as a result, I was having a really difficult time coming up with, um, like tangible goals. And so because that was the issue, I had to go back to my why and I had to figure out what, why did I start this business in the first place? You know, what's really important to me here? What excites me? you know, what gets me jazzed up. And I, you know, I took it like two weeks, um, back in November and did like a lot of kind of soul searching and journaling and, um, you know, really asking myself what, you know, why, why do I want to make this amount of money? Why do I want to reach this amount of people? Why is it important? Um, and that was really valuable. And I think it, it will, um, benefit anyone to spend time really thinking about it. And, and, and just to share, like, part of my own personal why and I'll share it with you because I don't think it, it's going to be so different for everyone and it's so personal. Um, but like, you know, one thing that I realized that I had, think I had forgotten about myself was I'm like really uh, obsessed with sort of self growth and how can I become a better human being? How can I become like a more efficient human being? How can I become a more caring human being? How can I become a more communicative human being? Um, and that is really like my why is how can I like improve myself? So for me, it's not about, um, you know, the money doesn't get me. I mean, it's great. Don't get me wrong. It's always wonderful. Um, but that's not what gets me up in the morning. You know, um, it's really like, how can I, how can I evolve? And I know that through my own evolution, obviously that's helping other people and that's reaching other people. And I get to teach more skills to other people, but, um, you know, that was, that that's where I started. And, and to some degree, I'm like, wait, is that selfish of me? You know, uh, cause some people, some people have a why that's really about like, I, they want to be of service. Like that's their why they want to, ch you know, touch and change other people's lives. Um, and that's awesome. So I think it's just really important to get clear on your why. Definitely. I think, uh, you, you really hit the nail on the head, you know, personal growth in all areas, uh, is, is such a valuable thing. Uh, and I know you and Chris are both very involved in fitness and one of the things we've talked about in the past, too, is, is how fitness and how um, other areas of your life can affect your business. You know, uh, how does how, in your opinion, is 
you know, doing all of the athletic things that you do and, and doing all of those, you know, emotional builders uh, that you were just talking about, uh, how do those come into play when it comes to growing and running your business? In terms of like, you mean how does fitness in general come into play with running my business? Is that what you mean? Well, I guess what I'm asking is, is, is there a correlation between a healthy mind and a healthy business or a healthy body and a healthy mm. mind and a healthy business? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, yeah, like without a doubt, I think that, um, you know, if you're running a business, you know, some people think like you just have to go, 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 do, 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 take action. I think that I, I'm, my girlfriend and I were trying to come up with a better word because I know that guys probably don't like this word or ever, ever use this word, but women tend to use it a lot is like this idea of self-care. Um, and you know, I find that, you know, taking care of myself, taking time to exercise, taking time to do something creative, taking time to cook a beautiful meal, taking time to, you know, go see a movie, go to a museum, those sort of things that are, uh, you know, really about filling the well are imperative to me running a successful business. And that actually doing those things, I probably move forward faster in my business because, those are times that your, you know, your subconscious actually starts going to work on things, you know, a little bit more. Um, so yeah, I think I think taking care of health is, and taking care of your mind is is paramount. You have to be the best version of yourself to run a successful business. It's it's so important. And if you're not, um, you're you're just going to be drained, you know. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure a lot of that comes from figuring out that why, right? That you talked about before is identifying. What are those things that make you happy? What what makes you fulfilled? What are those self-care things that you absolutely need in your life? And you alluded to that everyone's are different. Um, and, and one thing that you uh, you said, it might have been on the show or I, I've heard you say that I really loved and I, and I jotted it down is that uh, movement in your body creates movement in your life. What, what do you mean by that? Yeah, I think that, you know, so often we'll you know, we'll find ourselves, you know, stuck on a problem, um, whether it's a business problem, even, you know, whether it's a, an emotional sort of problem, whether it's something in your relationship that you're just feeling stuck on and you can't seem to, you know, figure out the pro figure, figure it out really, or solve it. Um, I think that you can't, you know, solve as, as you know, a quote says, you can't, um, solve a problem with the same mind that created it. And so I really believe that getting out and creating some and going and moving your body, um, creating movement in your body, getting those endorphins going, just simply shifting your perspective by, by moving, um, gets you off of the problem for a while. And I think that actually your subconscious is still working on that problem, even while you're moving probably. So you don't have to like consciously beat it to death. <laughs> and, and that, and it's amazing that you kind of return to it and you feel refreshed. You have a new mindset, you have a new perspective, you have new energy in your body and, um, and, and you're able to approach these things completely differently. Um, so I, I think it's, it's paramount to, to a healthy life movement in your body, I really believe creates movement in your, in your life around any area that you're feeling is stagnant or needs some love and attention. And I think that's one thing that you do so well and is so unique, whether it be in the fitness industry or the coaching industry is 
kind of marrying those two together. I mean, a, a lot of your products, a lot of the work that you do really does revolve around that digging into the subconscious and uh, digging into those uh, positive affirmations. It's something that was very clear on the show. Um, and also, I mean, just in your products, Soul Stroll and, and Shrink Session, all of those things have, have those affirmations tied in. Why, uh, why did you decide to go that route? What was, what was that about? I think, you know, it, some of it ties back to my own personal why, right? And that I, I'm sort of obsessed with my own growth. And, and, and I like to look, you know, inside myself and say, what's holding me back here? You know, what's, what's a belief that I, that I created maybe a long, long time ago that's actually not true today? Um, you know, what's, where am I not, uh, where am I not allowing more? Where am I not trusting my intuition? And, um, and I, because I have such a love for movement, um, you know, really wanted to combine these questions and these uh, topics of self-growth with movement. Um, I think because also, you know, when I came to fitness, I was approaching fitness from a different perspective than some other people. I was, you know, I was fortunate that I wasn't approaching fitness from the place of that I had to lose weight. Um, that's not, you know, where I struggled. Uh, where I struggled probably more in my life was with my own, you know, self-confidence, self-esteem, anxiety, depression. They were more of the internal stuff than the external stuff. And so for me, movement was a form of uh, moving that kind of energy. It was, it was, movement was a way to find peace in my heart, right? When I was, especially with dance, when I was dancing, like that was the time that I felt, that was like my prayer. That was my church. That was where I felt most in alignment and most at peace. And so for me, you know, when I started moving into fitness, it was important that I, that I, that I wasn't creating fitness that was just about weight loss, that wasn't just about six pack abs or, you know, whatever it may be, all that is great, but I wanted to create fitness that was really about helping somebody from the inside out and that movement, you know, fitness just happened to be the thing uh, to do that. So the, you know, the mantras are a way I think the biggest thing, you know, Chris, I think we saw this a lot with our participants on the show was that, you know, when you're working with someone who has an exercise, who's very intimidated by it, very overwhelmed by it, they have a lot of story in their head. You know, like I remember when we would start and we would give them those fitness tests and we're like, all right, you're going to do two minutes of squats and the look on their face was like, what? Um, <laughs> it, it, it can be intimidating. And it's mostly intimidating, not because their body can't do it. It's mostly intimidating because their mind says, holy crap, I've never done this before. How am I, how am I going to do this? And so by giving them mantras to say, you know what? I got it. I got it. No problem. I'm powerful. Let's go. I got it. No problem. I'm powerful. Let's go. You know, whatever it may be, you, you start to um, repeat that and you don't have any space for the like, oh my God, this is going to be hard. I'm going to suck at it. I'm, I'm not, everyone's watching me. Um, there's no space for that. And suddenly, you know, you're tuned in to a more, a truer part of yourself, a more powerful part of yourself. And so that's what I try to do with every fitness program that I create. That's really what it's for is to help the person step into a more powerful part of themselves. I love that so much. We just uh, heard from a speaker, Peter Vu. He talked about it on the uh, on the context of uh, feeling grateful and having this this uh, grateful self talk. It's impossible to be angry or or uh, or upset when you're in this position. And same thing with what you're saying right now. It's so impossible to feel weak 
uh, and helpless when you're saying I'm powerful and I got this and you're repeating that and you're almost like creating creating that in your own mind. I, I, I love uh, that so much. I think that's so powerful. A lot of people that do feel stuck right now that that can be so helpful. Yeah, yeah. So, and if you pair it with movement, just to say, I think there's something, you know, I think there's, um, and I love, you know, Tony Robbins teaches this too with his incantations and his sort of power of hour, you know, in the morning, like with a walk. But I, I just want to really stress that pairing it with movement creates even more power because the mind is so slippery and the mind is sort of like, I think the mind is, is a little bit like our, our record, you know, and that when you play a certain, when you play a record, uh, over and over and over again, the needle eventually will start to go into the groove of the song that you played the most. And mm. I think the mind is the same way. Like we have these grooves in our mind that are like stories, you know, and maybe that story is like, I'm really not good at this. I suck. You know, let's say the story is I suck. Like if you just kind of sit in a meditation and you try to say these mantras, the groove, the, the needle in your mind will go to, yeah, but you kind of suck, you know, because <laughs> yeah. that's what it, that's what it knows. And, um, and so meditation can be really powerful if you can, but it's a process, right? Meditation is a process of learning to sort of undo that. Um, but I think that actually doing it with movement kind of helps it along faster because there's just something about the energy and the power that, that happens that the mind latches onto it a little bit better than if you're just kind of sitting and thinking mm -hmm. it. I love that so much. Um, I, I, I'd like to uh, take this opportunity to, to point some of our listeners in the direction of, of how you can help them in this area. Cause I know this is, this is your business. This is really how you're helping so many people. So, uh, take this opportunity to, to tell us about what you're currently working on. Uh, what programs do you have out right now that is along these lines that, that, uh, people could get involved with? Yeah, I have. So I have the shrink session program, which is a membership online program. You can also order it in DVDs. And yes, people still love to work out with DVDs, we find, um, which is great. So we have them for you. Um, and it's a it's a full like 360 degree program. So I have workouts. I have short workouts. I have five minute workouts that are awesome. I call them like little coffee breaks. They're great to get up from your desk, do a short little workout, then, you know, get back to work. Um, I have 20 minute workouts. I have 45 minute workouts. All of them combine um, the mantras that we talked about, all different kinds, different themes. So, you know, you might be like, oh, I need something for confidence today or I need something for trusting my intuition today. So you can turn to that workout. Um, and, and the workouts are anything from, you know, dance inspired to uh, HIIT training to uh, some lightweight training. Um, so there's a variety of kinds of workouts as well. And then there's meditations in this program. So after you do a workout, you have the opportunity to really go into, and, and they're really more guided visualizations than they are meditations. So they really help you start to see things. So I know if you, can, if you can see it, it often helps to ingrain that in your mind a little bit more. And then I also, there's also uh, worksheets and workbooks in the program that help you kind of do this stuff that we're talking about, this kind of goal setting and helping you get clear on the process of you know, what is it that you want? I think that's always like the first question that you have to ask yourself is what, what's my intention? What do I want? What do I desire? Um, so we've got some great worksheets that help you get clear on what you want. They help you transform any beliefs that you have that are holding you back, uh, create some inspired action around it. And of course, move into a state of allowing. So that's a shrink session program. And then I also have, um, a couple different soul strolls. The soul strolls are a 30 minute soundtrack with really high energizing music. Um, and then you have me coaching over it with mantras again. 
And these are awesome. I have different packages of soul strolls and these are so great for the, the, what I love about the soul strolls is there's like no barrier to entry on this. So you can be super fit and you can use a soul stroll to, if you're training for a marathon, you could just be getting started. You can use a soul stroll uh, soundtrack for a walk. People love to use them on like an elliptical. Um, people will use them to dance around their home. They'll, they'll play them in the car with their kids. They'll, they'll play them on the subway while they to get pumped up for a meeting. So there's so many different variety of ways to use it, but it's, it's a really great product because it's just, you know, you put it into your, your MP3 player, your iPhone or whatever, and you, you've got it going. Um, and so those are the two main, main um, things I've got going on right now. And then, as I mentioned, Magical Manifestors, which is the first course that I ever created um, ever online, which I love that course. I just started going through the content. I'm like, oh my God, this content is so good. It's been a really long time. So we're, we're bringing that out of the vault and we're going to be redoing that and um, sharing that with the audience this month. And then again, the, the sort of renovation of it will happen in the fall. Um, and then of course, you know, I teach some live classes in New York City. Um, and Chris, we've got the show, which has been, which was a really awesome, fun little diversion from the business for a little bit. And it was awesome to connect with those people and obviously to connect with you. Um, so we'll see what happens with, with that next. Yeah, you are you are doing so much. I'm trying to keep up with your hustle here. So, <laughs> so as a as an entrepreneur, as a CEO, you're you're running your businesses. How do you make these decisions on on the what's next and like opportunity comes up? How does how does Aaron uh, really decipher those? Because I think you and I would agree that the more successful you get in your life. I think the more opportunities are in front of us, right? So yeah. that's a common question that we get is, how do you decide what, what to do? Yeah, it's, it's not easy. It's not easy because, you know, as you guys were talking about at the beginning, there's, you know, there's so many things you could do. You know, there's like, as an entrepreneur, you have so many ideas. Like there's so many, there's endless creative ideas to take on. Um, so now my process is, um, First and foremost, looking at the financials of all the, you know, I'll sit down and I'll write down, literally, I'll make a list in a Google Doc. I'm like, the things I could do, you know, <laughs> and I just write down all the things I could do, all the possible things, the products I could create, you know, speaking engagements. Actually, I'm working on a book, so that is something that's happening this year. Um, so all the things that I could do. And then I start to look at them from a financial perspective and a time perspective. Like how much time will this really take? How many people do I need to be involved in this project from a team perspective? Um, how much, you know, what's the investment on it? And what's the possible return on it of investment? And um, so just to kind of have that information and not that you should base all your decisions on, on the finances or something, because sometimes you just want to do a passion project. You're like, this isn't going to really make much money, but I really want to do it. Um, and then I look at this list and I'm like, well, what about this? What would be really fun for me? What would be exciting? What's going to feel creative? What's going to make me like feel alive and feel excited? Um, and, you know, for example, Magical Manifestors, I had people asking me for the last, because I haven't run it in like two years. And I had people asking me like, when are you doing Magical Manifestors again? And I would put it on the list and I would look at it and I'd be like, Ugh. I, it just felt heavy every time I looked at it. I'm like, I don't want to do this for whatever reason. And, um, and so to me, when you feel that way about something, like you cross that off, like that's mm. anything that makes you feel heavy or like it's going to be a huge drag, like do not do it because you need your energy and you need the passion and you need the inspiration. And if, if already you haven't even started, it's like, it's like dating, you know what I mean? Like you go on a date with someone and you're like, Oh, I don't even know if I want to see this person again. Like my cousins, you don't, you know, don't see them again. So I think it's, it's kind of the same thing. And, um, 
And, and so, you know, I just kept putting magical manifestors on the list. And then this year I'm like, Oh, I'm really, I want to do this again. You know, I feel excited about this. And so that's how we decided to bring it back. And then of course, you know, looking at the finances of it and said, yeah, this actually makes really nice sense right now. So that's kind of how I think the process of how I decide. I love that. And, and you really, I thought it was funny how you downplayed that whole process because I think that was amazing advice right there. <laughs> I mean, just how few people actually will write down everything that they have in front of them and the the challenges, basically the upside and the downside to all of those opportunities. I see that missed so often. And you just, you just laid it out there so eloquently and just... Um, I, I think that's such a great takeaway is when you have so many things, I think really the only way to make those decisions is to, to identify what they are and then what are your resources that are necessary. And so whether that be time, money, energy, um, and then just prioritize. I think that was so, so great. And you were just like, yeah, it's just a yeah. thing. <laughs> well, and I think that's, you know, I'm glad you said it in that way and thank you so much. But I think that's also, um, you know, for anyone listening, I think that's, valuable that it doesn't have to be this whole you know it's like mm. I, put, I started with a google doc you right. know what i mean it right. doesn't have to be this really fancy fancy thing and the other thing that i've learned through the process of doing it this way is that sometimes um there'll be something on that list that i'm like ah i want to do this i can't like figure out how to do it you know and and so we'll kind of keep working it out as a team we'll keep talking about it like we've been talking about doing like a membership, a monthly membership forever. But like mm. every time we start to get into it, we're like, ah, this doesn't make sense. You know, like this mm. isn't, no, you know? And, um, and then we keep circling back around to it and it keeps um, evolving a little bit, the idea. And we're not there yet, you mm. know? But I think that that's like another lesson that I've learned is like, it's okay for something to take time to figure out what, you know, to, to figure it out. There'll be some things I think that will be like full green light go, and there'll be some things that'll be like red light stop, and then there's other things that are like yellow, you know, go slow and like try to figure it out until it's very clear, until it becomes green. Um, I think that's really important that you don't, you know, you don't have to know all the answers right away. That some things take a little while to reveal themselves. I love that. And I love how you've just simplified like the hardest advice that people have trouble executing and you just made it so easy. It's, it's green light, yellow light, red light. Um, <laughs> it's that's so important though. Um, I, I do, uh, we are going to have to wrap this up. We are running short on time. I do have a, uh, two more questions I want to ask of you. The first is, uh, you've been able to accomplish so much at such a young age and uh, you're still evolving and still growing. Uh, one question that comes to us very often that I love to ask other people that are, are winning in life is that, um, do you feel that this is something that you were born with, the genetics to be an entrepreneur or or to be um, a hard, hard achieving, hard driving person or, or is this something that anyone can develop? Ooh, that's such a good question. Um, <laughs> I mean, I I can say that as a young person from a from a very early age, I did not do well with authority. <laughs> so I always wanted to be doing my own thing. I was always kind of beating to my own drum, and even 
you know, as, as an artist, as I became, you know, an artist out in the world after I graduated school, you know, I never had a steady job. And I'm not saying that that was easy for me. Like that took me many years, you know, in my twenties to sort of start to be okay with the fact that like, Oh, I'm not probably ever going to have like a steady income and a 401k the way that I see some people having it. Um, but I preferred that to I, like for me the thought of going into an office and working for someone else like my soul just drains out of out of my body um, I really value freedom you know I value creativity I value independence and so because of that I believe that those values help me to to be an entrepreneur because you really don't know what's going to happen you really are creating a path you really you know you're making it up as you go along um, and so I think absolutely that people can, I think there's some people who are probably more naturally inclined towards that, but I absolutely think that it's something that can be um, learned. I think the biggest leap for people to make who are sort of maybe coming from a more stable uh, career, let's say, I think the biggest leap to make is sort of be, is increasing your tolerance for discomfort. Because it's very uncomfortable for a while, those first few years when you're starting a business and, you know, maybe you're coming from the place where you know your paycheck's coming every two weeks or whatever, and now you, you don't know, you know, your money's not coming until you do a launch and you don't even know if that launch is going to make any money. Um, so you have to increase your tolerance for discomfort. Well, I think that was uh, uh, really going to be my next question is, is what one piece of advice can you give uh, people out there that, that are trying to get to that next level in, in their life? But... I think what you just said is so valuable, uh, no matter what you're trying to achieve, right, is just get comfortable being uncomfortable and, and improve that tolerance for it. Um, because everything that's worth achieving is going to be outside of your comfort zone, right? If it was inside your comfort zone, you would already be doing it. Um, I, I just I just love that you put it that way. Uh, as we wrap here, is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners Um, I think, you know, I just think the biggest thing when you're, uh, when you're starting out and when you're looking to, you know, achieve or attain anything is the biggest resource is you. It's your mind, it's your heart, it's your soul, it's your creativity, it's your ideas, it's your intuition. That is going to be your biggest and best resource. Um, and don't forget that because I think when you go out into the world and like you said, you guys talked about like there's bright, shiny objects, there's this program, there's that opportunity, there's this coach telling you to do this thing and this person telling you to do that thing. At the end of the day, you are your best resource and you will make decisions that are in your, your best good, even if that is different from what somebody might tell you to do. Um, so I, I can't emphasize that enough to just remember that you are your very best resource always and forever. Amazing advice, and that's exactly why I wanted to have this conversation today. Um, thank you so much, Aaron. And uh, for everyone listening, uh, make sure you guys follow Aaron, AaronStutland.com. That's S-T-U-T-L-A-N-D.com or ShrinkSessionWorkout.com. You can also follow her on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, all of the social media. What's your fa favorite social media platform right now, Aaron? Um, I think I like Instagram. That's probably my fave. You know, I, I, I would have guessed that. I would have guessed that. <laughs> You're so photogenic. 
Um, make sure you guys follow Aaron on Instagram. And uh, we're going to make sure to put all of these links in the show notes. Uh, if you guys are listening to this, uh, make sure you check out uh, Altered on Z Living, uh, starring Aaron and myself. And um, as well as check out all of her programs that she has upcoming. Uh, I'm a huge fan of what she does, and I'm a huge believer in her methodology. And uh, the things that she's talking about are real, and they will help you get to that, that next level. Thank you so much, Aaron. It was a pleasure talking with you. Until next time, guys, make sure you follow us at attainanything.com. Make sure you leave a review and share this podcast with someone you think would benefit. Thank you all so much, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Attain Anything podcast. We truly hope you were able to take something out of today's episode that you can start executing immediately. And if so, please subscribe on iTunes and leave us an awesome review. If you found value in today's podcast, please share it with someone. We're trying to get this message out to as many people as possible. For more articles, information, or to get in touch with us, you can find us at attainanything.com.